0: I've Seen Things. I'm Tasha. I'm Amy. And we're here to talk about logistics. Oh, and safety. (laughs) I thought you might like bringing that back.
1: (laughs) (laughs) On today's episode, we'll be talking more in your specific area.
0: Transport, logistics, safety. Yes.
1: Um so I'm keen to hear
0: stories. I'm keen to see your reaction. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I do you love Me too. You just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I've I've been in transport since I was a teenager, so I've got a few doozies out there. They're probably not as uh terrifying as some of the like older stories that you can no doubt hear. Yep. Uh but yeah, there's definitely been a few terrifying in their own way moments that i've had okay um but then there's a there's still a few that you sort of like you see almost like a dying art like the open top trailers with the tarping the tarping these days seems to be a little bit of a dying art mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. nice they look just to me from a from an industry standpoint when you see a really nicely tied down tarped trailer it's like an art form <laughs> It's just, it's glorious to witness. <laughs> Very aesthetically pleasing. Very aesthetically pleasing. Yeah. Uh, but then sometimes you see them and they're a little shoddy and you're like, no, 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 that's not how that's Go done. away and do it again. Yep. Do it again. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, I, I'm genuinely interested in hearing your uh, response to a few of these. I think that there's a couple of um, stories I've got that you might even be cranky at the safety officers involved. <laughs> <laughs> oh, interesting. <laughs> I you, intrigued. <laughs> so um, working in trans- – I've been in a few different transport companies over the years. Um, I've dealt with regional transport, logistics. I've dealt with um, mine site transport. I've dealt with sort of international. I've dealt with a lot of specialised, like mm. the heavy haulers and things like that. Um, general freight, floor coverings, that's all, you know um, – dealing with the different attachments on the forklifts where we have, if you're moving a roller carpet, you are not using tines, you are using spears. So having all of that coming at you and and everything that comes along with all of that sort of stuff, transport is an industry that is varied, like very varied. (laughs) (laughs) Very good. (laughs) <laughs> so I've had I've had a little bit of an overview. I've even done a little bit of refrigerated transport. So Yeah. There's there's a, and I'm not saying this from a side point of I'm not a driver, but I've certainly had a lot of time with drivers. My brother is a driver. Yeah. Um and you know, my my dad has jumped into trucks every now and again when that's been needed and Yeah. I've had a lot of friends that are drivers and things and every section of the industry has its own scary points and its highlights and lowlights. So I think um, the best ones that I've ever heard are the ones that deal with regional Queensland, though. Mm. Regional anywhere, really. They're the best stories. Yes. So yes. I love. I I do love how up in arms some of the smaller communities can be over what we would consider uh, the tiniest of details. Like, I've rung through to depots and said, "Hey, can you get this delivered today?" And they've gone, "That's an that's an hour away." I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> <laughs> That's, that's my commute to work what's the problem <laughs> I'm like but no it's an hour away it's missed the run today and I'm like can it go on the ute it's like a, a skid it'll fit in the ute it's only like 70 kilos It'll it's fine to go in the back of the ute no it'll have to go tomorrow it's an hour away wait just please stop repeating that it's an hour away I understand that it's an hour away but that's literally my commute I do it twice a day
1: it's like you don't understand <laughs>
0: I don't <laughs> <laughs> On many levels you don't understand. I really don't. I mean there's some properties out there where an hour is the driveway. What's the problem? It's an hour away. It's some of the properties out there, an hour is barely getting off the front step of the house. Yeah. So no, that apparently that's a problem. But okay. we've we've had a few. We've um I've had drivers that have had to be escorted through towns because there's issues with um, local people behaving poorly Mm -hmm. with the the highways. Um, But my absolute favourite, and the one that I think even you'll be like, what is the safety officer thinking, (laughs) is to do with the mine sites. Okay. Lay it on me. We had a rig that we had to particularly deliver to outside of a country town, Western Queensland, good hour and a half or so drive down the motorway and then down down the highway Mm -hmm. and then um from there you have to follow the farmer's map because a lot of these rigs are on farmland Mm -hmm. and they have access agreements with the farmers which means that you have to follow the farmer's map Mm -hmm. as to where your vehicle is allowed to drive so that you are not interrupting his growing or his livestock or any of his pastures his equipment or fence lines anything like that so he dictates where you're allowed to drive you have to follow that map so from the road to the rig site where the driver was dropping off his load which was piping Hmm. and drill rods so nice round pieces yep um was another about an hour or so trip right so long so far so far but (laughs) he's, he's gotten to the site And he's been met with the unloader and a safety officer, and I believe that there was another person there as well, and the driver was advised that he could not exit his vehicle or unstrap his load without four points of contact. Industry standard is three points of contact. As a safety officer, why do we have three points of contact? (laughs) Because you have four limbs. Four points of contact is not feasible. We are not geckos or frogs. <laughs> we are not. We are not snakes. We do. We, we don't have a, a tail that can <laughs> that can wrap around things like a monkey. It's it's just not feasible. Wow, four points. So he wasn't even allowed out of the truck for starters okay. because he he had to have four points of contact with the truck to get in or out. Yeah. Um. When he <laughs> argued that point. He said, "Well, how how are you going to?" She she wouldn't let anyone on there. So I said, "That's fine. You can unstrap the load and um, remove it and put the straps in the toolbox." No, we can't do that. That's your your responsibility. He's like, "Well, if I can't get out of the truck and you can't unstrap the load, how do you <laughs> how do you uh, suggest we proceed with this problem?" We've come to an impasse. Oh no, no, no! She had a suggestion. Oh. She told him to go back to the road, unstrap the load, and return to the unloading point. Would you like me to list the ways that that is a horrible idea? <laughs> <laughs> Please, just for our listeners, just in case for, for our, our listeners. Don't understand any form of unstrapped or unrestrained load, especially circular objects like pipes or drill rods, is just imminent death. Because it will, these drill rods themselves can weigh, um, geez, ballpark, a few hundred kilos to a couple of ton, depending on the size. Yep. Um, And the pipes are generally within the same vicinity. A few hundred kilos to a couple of tons, depending on the size. In this case, he was carrying a few 6 and 12 meter lengths. Mm -hmm. So he was definitely in the ballpark of a few hundred kilos to a ton for each piece. Yep. Um, And they were all circular, meaning that there was nothing to interconnect them. So as soon as he unrestrained that load and they started the movement down the road, it starts jostling with the vibration of the trailer. Everything falls apart and starts running all over, not just the farmer's fields, but the highway, the truck, the people trying to get out of its way. So there's a a multitude of problems with this scenario that this safety officer has suggested. (laughs) My driver (laughs) turned around and went... I don't think I'll do that. I believe that that would be um, illegal and I could lose my job and I would like to feed my family next week. So I'm just going to go ahead and return to the depot if I'm not allowed out of the truck. You're not allowed to unstrap the load and I'm not allowed to come anywhere near it while it's on the property. You'll need to come and collect it yourself. Uh-huh. So he did. He turned the truck around and came back to the depot. Yeah. Um. We did have further contact with the rig manager who was a little bit upset that we had refused to deliver the load. Yeah. Because the story given by the safety officer was not what had happened on site. And um, that particular safety officer, I believe, had some issues later on as well. Because it was not the first time that we had a run-in with her. It wasn't the last time we had a run-in. But we started carrying cameras in cabs that stopped. We um, allowed them to continue running after the truck stopped. So he was able to keep that going. So at least we had a little bit of audio. There was a sign put on the side of the door. Yeah. And yeah, we... um, eventually asked the rig manager to be on site whilst we delivered mm-hmm. because she was adamant. Four points of contact. <laughs> I, just, I, have this, I have this image of, of the driver <laughs> trying to get out of the truck like a, like a lizard man. It's <laughs> like, what's that, the, the one in, in um, X-Men, Toad? Oh, yeah. It's just like I've got that image in my head now and I can't get rid of it. <laughs> But how you meant you can't. It's not possible. You you can't because you have to have one to move at all times. (laughs) I understand he's a male, but that that particular extra appendage does not hold on to things. (laughs)
1: <laughs> oh no!
0: <laughs> and if anyone's wondering, this is how our lunch breaks used to look.
1: Yeah. Uh.
0: <laughs> well, that
1: deserves a round of applause.
0: What? You broke me. <laughs> <laughs> Now that now that Amy's uh, recomposed herself, <laughs> yes. Oh, good God! Um, back to what we're saying. <laughs> what I would I would honestly be interested in in what you would do differently, aside from you know logically concluding that he can't have four points of contact getting out of the truck. That's physically impossible. Mm. You don't use harnesses to get in and out of trucks. Maybe that was what she was thinking of—like
1: swing out. <laughs> but then he'd have only one point of contact. You just hang. Just a chair lift. Now I'm just imagining for older people downstairs
0: <laughs> a little seat that goes really, really slowly. Just in the, just in the truck. Yeah, and so just it like comes sss. out,
1: and, and then just down. really, really
0: painfully slowly. <laughs> Let's see, oh. <laughs> and in the meantime, the forky sitting on the forklift going, "Are you ever going to reach the ground?"
1: I'm <laughs> no, not allowed you're... to stand
0: up until my feet are on the ground, man. <laughs> That's two points of contact. <laughs> <laughs> I, just, I, I, to this day, like this was years ago, well and truly over ten years ago, and yeah. I to this day cannot ever get that out of my head.
1: I won't be able to from now. <laughs> on. <anymore. laughs> Ever. No. No. It's, it's, yeah. But that's that's unreasonableness. Or maybe it's, I um, don't know how long this person's been in the role, maybe didn't understand. Because to me that's, it's like I've heard something, but I can't remember the exact specificity. <laughs> I can't say that word. <laughs> the but, exact specifications. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, of that requirement. So I'm just going to make it up.
0: Yeah. And, and then hope- and then argue when the driver goes, do you mean three points of contact? And they're like, you no, know, I'm sticking to my leg, guns. leg, hand, leg, leg.
1: <laughs> Tail.
0: <laughs> Other appendix. <laughs> no,
1: I'm not going to laugh again. <laughs> um, yeah, maybe you're kind of committed to your own cause then, and you're like, well, I'm going to die gonna, on this hill. Yep, I'm just, I'm just going to fight this one all the way up. Yeah, and just hope for the best that people comply, but... You can't comply. It's like actually impossible. That's like a riddle <laughs> that no one will be able to solve. It no really one. is. It really Unless is. Unless you maybe like face
0: as well. What does that hold on to? <laughs> it's I like mean, you're you're holding mean, on with your teeth.
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's you'll just be white contact, down the contact of some description. Here, I'm, now I'm imagining all of the dental problems that would come with that. <laughs> Yes. Uh gosh. So not, not a choice you would have gone with. <laughs> no, not die on the hill of four points of contact. <laughs> and you can't unstrap your load. <laughs> I mean, you've really
1: backed yourself into a really weird corner. But then but like everyone's like- in a weird corner, actually. It's not even just the safety <laughs> officer.
0: Yeah, but the thing is is that they then went with the complete one eighty in the other direction where they've just gone. <laughs> But you can go outside and and potentially do a lot of damage by unstrapping the load and driving it back in. You just can't do it here. Yeah, we're okay with that. Yeah. What are you going to do? Chase 200 kilo, 12 meter steel piping down the highway? Maybe they were bored that day. They needed like a little little
1: something, something to kind of uh, break up the day. Not where I would have gone with my boredom.
0: (laughs) Me neither. I'd have been like,
1: okay, um. <laughs> here's a fun game. Yeah. all the twelve meter drill bits
0: <laughs> and make sure none of them are damaged and can't do their job anymore. Yeah, you're probably going to need a lot of people to lift said. I think well, you'd, you'd have to get a road, a road, um, road registered forklift out there to help pick them up. <laughs>
1: And then there'd be no road-registered forklifts on site for some unknown reason. Well, I think
0: that most of the ones in the area were either belonging to farmers oh. or belonging to the transport companies working in the area, so um, you'd have to then tell them that they're not allowed their four points of contact. Because <laughs> 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 I, I don't think that the farmers are going to be driving their road-registered forklift down to help you get their the, their 12-metre drill rod out of their um, field without quite a few words to the country. No. What what do you say? It's mind-boggling, isn't it? What do you say? What do you do? That's the the sort of thing that you deal with. The sheer madness of what happens in transport. People forget that Mm. there's so many things that we've had to do. I've had to explain to people that Mm. no airline will take 12-metre pieces of piping from one side of the country to the other Mm. because it's heavy. Mm. They can't load as much they can't A, some of them are too long to be fitting into the type of planes that are going into those areas. Yeah. It's heavy, so they can't fit as much cargo in otherwise. Yeah. So you'd you wouldn't just be paying for your piece of freight. You would be paying for all the pieces of freight that they can no longer fit in.
1: Oh Jesus.
0: Yeah. <laughs> um and then you have that whole issue of the fact that if, if it's coming out of somewhere like WA to Queensland, it has to because it's a drill rod, it's been in the ground, mm. it has to go through quarantine inspection and biosecurity because mm. there's very different flora and fauna on that side of the country to this side of the country. Yeah. It's like anything coming in and out of Tasmania has the same processes. Yeah. Because it's protected flora and fauna. Yeah. So and there's species down there that simply don't exist up here.
1: Yeah.
0: And vice versa. So all of that has to be adhered to. But trying to explain this to people is just Headache-inducing. I think I don't, I don't I
1: think know what to say. <laughs> people think there's like an endless, um, say an endless amount of
0: trucks. Just they, even to focus on trucks. No, no, they really do because I have had people look at the company websites of companies I've worked at, seeing oh, yeah. the, the beautiful fleet photo that has been staged on a day where it has been purposefully put together. The trucks have all been washed. They've been yeah. parked up for like twenty minutes, and the photographers come in, taken seventeen photos, and gone. I think we've got the shot. Yeah. And then they've all gone back to work yeah. and they've gone. Can I choose the truck that picks it up?
1: No. No. I feel like you have major trauma <laughs> from this particular moment. You're just getting a lot of um, trauma vibes from <laughs> you around this particular um, item that you're talking about. <laughs> Maybe. Because, uh, yeah, like I think, you know. Uh, Click and collect. I know that phrase is sort of said, you know, you go to the store and you click it and collect it within like two hours or whatever it is. Um, But the speediness. Oh, but this was
0: happening long before that. Yeah.
1: But the the expectation of speed and I've clicked the thing, I've added to the cart, I want it now, now. And now is like five seconds after you've paid for the item and it's like, you know. X amount of days um, to get it to you,
0: depending on where you are—if you're metro or rural or oh, yeah. everywhere the, in between. There's the the reason that there is still so many varied ways of sending things, like the shipping lines didn't go extinct with the um, invention of the air freighter. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The the airlines, the shipping lines, and the Road networks all work in conjunction because everything has its limitations. Mm-hmm. So things that can't be shipped on a plane because they're too heavy or too bulky or whatever are shipped by a vessel, right, mm-hmm. through over the ocean, mm-hmm. and then. But that means that it takes longer. And People forget that too. Like mm-hmm. they're not going over the waves, so they have to go through the okay'll we'll we go back to the, a safety side loading of the of the trucks yeah of the vehicles yeah loading of the shipping containers and things there yeah. there is a, a a level of skill to it especially depending on the the type of freight and the type of trailer right because some trailers are different and as much as um, one of my current colleagues likes to argue with a drop deck is not a gooseneck a gooseneck trailer is not a drop deck trailer unless know. it is a drop deck trailer and has
1: a gooseneck attachment. I didn't even know that existed till I met you. <laughs> Did not know that was a thing. And sidebar, get digging into my memory, my memory, uh, dog chains, dog leads, dog something. Dog chains? Yeah. Yes. I didn't know that was a thing either. Dog and chains. You yeah. taught me that. Yeah, because I remember you calling up a company about that and they didn't know what they were. Yeah. And it was um, quite concerning was, that they didn't know what it that was, was.
0: It was because they were one of the big companies. But, yeah. I mean, it wasn't the company itself that didn't know what they were. It was it was the girl on the phone who obviously hadn't been there for that mm-hmm. long. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, we were we, that was moving reels. We were moving big reels of electrical cable and they were being picked up from down south and they were to come up to Brisbane to be um, loaded onto a ship to travel internationally. Yeah. And one of the requirements that the site had, uh, that was a health and safety requirement, was that the truck had to be a flat deck. So <coughs> flat, open truck. Yeah. And it, the um, reels had to be secured with dog and chains. Yeah. Which is a special um, chain and um, tension method.
1: <coughs> so, so, so hang on. It's dog and chains. Not yeah. dog chains. <laughs> Whoopsie. Uh, the listener's playing at home. I <laughs> <laughs> you had something dog in it. I just didn't quite.
0: Dog in China. Oh, town, yeah. Okay. Yep, so, I so have it's seen like, those before. Yeah, yeah. A lot of people will have seen them without realizing what they are. So yeah. it's, it. Uh, I don't know if I can insert an image to this. I don't know if I'm that <laughs> tech savvy, but if I can, I'll, I'll try and put something, something about here-ish. Maybe. <laughs> But essentially, it's like a um a spike pin and then it's got yep. the two hook points that the chains hook into and then it can be tensioned in so that they sit at the right, obviously the right sort of hold for yep. whatever they're pulling. Yep. so yeah, I, I did I had a had a particular um company that I was trying to book in the movement with because at the time I was working as a logistics coordinator. yeah, and I, when I spoke to her and said, the company that you're collecting from has the requirement that the driver has dog and chains. She went, why would the driver need a dog? And I'm like, um, <laughs> like, not a, not a woof woof dog. <laughs> I would have loved to have been, I know I'm hearing a relay
1: of it, but just love to have been a fly on the wall when you're actually having this conversation.
0: I don't Not think you would wolf, have. Wolf I'm fairly certain that potentially one of our viewers will remember what I was like when I was having this conversation because she was sitting opposite me. Oh, what do Doing Doing the same role. One of our few potential listeners. <laughs> Good. Um, she was sitting opposite me doing the same role, and I think she heard my soul leave my body <laughs> I'm I'm just sitting there with my head on my desk going, not a dog, (laughs) dog in chains. Not dog, woof, woof. (laughs) Not dog, woof, woof. I had to ask for her supervisor. Like, I'm not that person. I don't want to ask for your supervisor, but I had to ask for the supervisor and be like, but in this case, this is what I'm trying to do. Yeah. This is the site requirements. Why does she keep asking me about dogs? (laughs) Help me help you help me. Does she understand that this is a restraint method for a load? And He's like, mm, we will, we will do some more training. <laughs> <laughs> we will do something, yes, <laughs> to rectify this. So it is, it is something that I and look, I fully understand that if you're not in the industry, if you're not dealing with it, you're not going to understand that. That's something that is involved. You're not going to know no, all the we'll, lingo. Uh, but I mean, it took me years to learn what
1: everything I is. know now. Like yeah. no one can know everything about their role. It's it's no. not possible.
0: But you, especially if you're working with companies that have internet like overseas branches, yes, yes, because definitely. they're going to use a different lingo in a different country as well. So, yeah. you know, you, you think about Australia talks about trucks and semis and B doubles and road trains, whereas in England they'll call them like lorries. Yeah, yeah, L- lorries are what they call lorikeets in Singapore. <laughs> yeah, so it. it mm, yeah. You, you're never going to be able to know everything no I
1: mean you know the bare bones and you build on that but yeah. I think it comes with experience and talking with other people in the same area as you um, bouncing ideas off or asking questions about stuff you don't just don't know about or haven't come across because if, especially if you change um I mean industry you, you You'll definitely get different codes of conduct and laws and and whatnot, and even changing depending on what you're doing too, whether it's a private company um, or a government or a government aid. agency or um, a global Compared to a small privately owned, like, like family so many. And, yeah, there's all different levels of it. Different levels, and you're going to have different lingo. Yeah, even and, about but, just basic stuff.
0: Even within transport itself, you have companies that are specialized into certain types of loads. Yeah. And then you have companies that are more generalized. Yeah. So, like a furniture removalist will have different um, equipment on board to a general carrier yep. um, who will have different equipment on board to a flooring carrier to yeah. a grocery carrier. Like um, you see the refrigerator trucks running around town doing the food deliveries mm-hmm. and things like they'll be delivering into Woolworths or out of the markets or whatever. What a lot of people don't know about those ones is that yes, the temperature in the truck should be, stable yeah the um van will be running and some of them can be quite noisy but the van will be running to keep that trailer at the right temperature um the they can actually partition the back in certain ways to allow one end to be much cooler than the other end but keep the temperature stable throughout yes um and the drivers have to actually log the temperature of the pallets every time they open the doors yeah to make sure that everything is actually staying within safe parameters mm. so when you go to the shops and you buy your freddo cake it has been kept at a stable temperature the whole way through mm. which i have seen freddo cakes come out of containers when the temperature has been dropped we had a they they the company i was working for at the time was doing food movements um we had refrigerated containers on rail yeah. and the tracks flooded Oh no. So the rail came to a stop. Um, Container ran out of fuel. Yep. Which means that the engine shuts down, the refrigeration shuts off. It was disgusting. Yeah. Yeah. We open it and there's just a flood of Freddo cake soup. Mm -hmm. Not good soup. Not good soup. It's like dog food, I'm sure. I think it might have been worse. Oh, wow. I mean, oh, okay. it's, it's it's a milk product that's been locked in a hot container yeah, yeah, on the okay, rail for days. It was definitely, I think it was a little bit worse. Yeah,
1: yeah, for sure.
0: But, um, Yeah, no. So, yeah, that's that's one thing. We You know, we were all prepared for that to be liquid when it opened. We knew it had been too warm. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> yeah. But you're you just you, as prepared as you are, you're not prepared for that. Your nose isn't. Your and nose your is eyes prepared, isn't. And then, oh, your mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I think, um, yeah, load restraint, coupling the trailers, all of that sort of stuff. It's all very important into the safety of the drivers. But mm. even the like the driver and the loader behaviour mm-hmm. is is a big thing that's part of the being safe on board the trucks because we've drivers behaving badly before or after movement of a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, can lead to a lot of dangerous situations, and it's the same with the loaders. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you get stories about drivers behaving badly constantly,
1: mm.
0: constantly, and you see you see it on the roads where they'll. I think um, the biggest ones, the bad for it that I've noticed, mm-hmm. are often like the um, the earth movers, the quarry haulers, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of that is how they're paid. Oh okay. I think, I think it often comes back to that because they're not. I don't know if it's still the case, but I know when I was, I don't notice as much of that behavior anymore. It may just be that I take a different route to work, and so I'm just not on mm. the same roads as they are. Yeah. But I used to travel a way to work that took me like right past where the quarry entry and exits were, and they were constantly running red lights, constantly just barreled through that intersection, mm. and it was like, dude, you you you're not just going to kill you. You're going to kill everyone here. Yeah. But at the time, they were being paid per load.
1: So if they only did three loads that
0: day, they only got paid for three loads. Yeah. So they were running as many loads as they could in as short a time as they could. So I don't want to know how many laws those people were like breaking. Mm, Wow. But that, that responsibility for that behavior is yes, majority on the driver because you should be following the road laws. Yeah. But there is a, an amount of that that goes back to the people that they're employed by. If you were going to pay per load, there needs to be a minimum that that they're, they're going to get paid, so yeah. that they are not feeling pressured into that? running through intersections or not stopping at give way signs or stop signs or yeah. you know, just breaking the speed limit and all mm-hmm. of that sort of stuff. Oh, those yes, those trucks are limited to a certain speed. Mm. But that doesn't mean that they can't cheat the system because you go down the wrong hill with that weight on your back and you are definitely going faster than that speed limit is supposed to be capable of. So I think that the the quarries potentially that are, Mm -hmm. you know, paying these drivers sort of need to be able to have some level of responsibility on that one. Definitely. You have drivers that um, are paid by kilometre and you have drivers that are paid by hour. Generally – Drivers that are paid by kilometre are the long-haul drivers that do your biggest runs sort of between the major cities or yeah. out to the more rural areas. Um, and then, obviously, it's the more localised drivers that do the run around town that get paid per hour. Oh, okay. Oh, interesting. Because they're the ones that start at a certain time in the morning and finish at a certain time at night and mm-hmm. only really get held up by the local traffic. So mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: that's those are the, those are their pay systems and they, they all come with their um, – their ups and downs. Pros and cons. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, you've got the drivers that like to be a little bit more relaxed about mm. being around town, which I don't really have too much of an issue with, but they they know they're getting paid for the day, so they're not too worried about it. Yeah. And then you've got the drivers that are like, I need to go, I need to go now because I'm being paid by the kilometre, and the longer you keep me here, the less I'm getting paid. Yeah. So you've two sides of a stick. Yeah, for sure.
1: Just going back. I'm trying to get my right head around it. Just going back. Um, did you say more rural areas or mongrel areas? <laughs> more rural areas. <laughs> what?
0: Just clarifying for our listeners. Of I home. want to repeat. I'm gonna. Um, I want to repeat. More <laughs> drivers that do your biggest runs, sort of between the major cities, or yeah, out to the more rural areas. Um, <laughs> I really thought
1: it was a fine line between more rural or mongrel areas. My apologies
0: if I stumbled, but I'm fairly certain I said more rural.
1: <laughs> Another classic, Amy mystery. I'm going
0: back and I'm I'm editing that <laughs> to, to have a replay.
1: Because <laughs> I just let it sink in for a little bit and then no, nah, I'm going to double check. Because I thought, what's a mongrel area? <laughs> Oh my god. (laughs) Another classic Amy (laughs) (laughs) this year. We've
0: had a few. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, Well, I guess incidents, you know, that you've seen even when we've worked together taking exit gates out.
0: I think that happened just before I started. <laughs> but yes. Or I think the big one that happened um, just after we first started working together was um, the driver who, because the exit gate was out and we couldn't close it properly, yes, yes, he um, yeah. drove in the exit gate and so was travelling in the wrong direction of traffic despite the giant no entry sign. Yes. And it, and things coming towards said driver. And then someone else had to – one of the other drivers had to get – because he'd come around the corner at the back of the warehouse and come face-to-face with another prime mover. Yeah. um, And then couldn't back himself around that corner and down the driveway. So one of the other drivers had to get in his truck and back him out himself. Yeah. Yeah. So, yes, yes, we've had had some fun instances. I've had a lot of drivers that don't understand uh, keep to this side of the exclusion zone. They park on the exclusion zone. Maybe they
1: think they're all-encompassing. So if you're on the exclusion zone, like, your truck and you are to be excluded. (laughs) But if we wanted to exclude you, I just wouldn't let you in the yard. Yeah, true. (laughs) Well, for that then, when they don't want to, being a site that does food grade stuff, um,
0: they don't always want to wear, we call them sperm suits. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it, it, it depends on the colour of the suit. Sometimes they're white, in which case they are then definitely a sperm suit. Yes. And sometimes they're the blue man suit. The blue man blue. suit. Yes, yes. The very um, blue.
1: Coveralls, you yes. know, just to, to have longs on. Um, so, yeah. Site requirement is um, yeah. ankle to wrist clothing. Yeah. Um, so. But there's been so many heated discussions oh. about...
0: I mean, you did have a great story about that. <laughs> I was... I was unfortunately away sick. I don't think it would have escalated (laughs) to the point that it did that you were telling me about, but wow. (laughs) (laughs) Coveralls flailing in the air. You will. F words thrown.
1: A few bombs dropped. If you even so much as come back here and not have that on, I will throw you out myself. I will do this. I will do that. Um, Yeah, and that was to the truck driver. (laughs) So um, I was there to keep the person in check, but I think it it still went past that point. It went went past check about ten minutes into the yelling. Um, (laughs) But saying that, uh, that truck driver never did that again. He, um, I think, to this day,
0: he still puts it on before he even comes to sight. I was going to say he's the one who parks out on the road and puts it on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) See, I'm I'm wearing it. I'm wearing it. You told me
0: I wasn't allowed to come into sight without it. Yeah, yeah. I'm putting it on
1: in the street, man. Yeah. Yeah, but the arguments and the
0: – yeah, but, but uh, it's too hot. I don't – Oh, the, they all love that one. It's too hot. It's a stupid requirement. It's The thing is, is that it's a stupid requirement in your eyes until something happens.
1: Mm.
0: And it's when something happens that they then turn around and go, well, why didn't you tell me this was a requirement? Why didn't you make me do it? Yeah. Like, hang on. You were told you had to do it. Yeah. You were told it was a requirement of the it, – it really does boggle my mind how often – I don't even think that it's, like, necessarily the transport themselves. Sometimes I think it's just the customer who's booking in the transport for collection that forgets to pass on those details. Definitely. Just says, oh, yeah, you're going here to get this for me. But then they don't, like, pass on the whole thing that says your driver will be turned away if they don't have this number to quote for collection reference because how else are we going to know who that belongs to? Yeah. And are wearing this and complying with that. Yeah. And then they just, they get there and they're blindsided by it. They're like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm just the driver. And they're like short I, shorts. I, I, and they're very short shorts, but <laughs>
1: why? Sometimes a lot of leg. Just sometimes, there's just a lot of leg sometimes. sometimes there's
0: nothing else. It's just <laughs> All like, leg. leg. Um, a lot of skin. <laughs> that I didn't need to see, thank you, climbing in and out of those trucks. <laughs> But the, the other one, the one that they actually quite frequent, like quite recently, and it's not the first time I've actually um sort of requested help from the yard boys with this particular driver because he seems adamant in not listening to me. And I, I have now made it clear to him that one more strike, buddy, you're out. You're not coming back to my yard. That's it. Yeah. Um, he had this big thing about he, he um brings in containers and he was opening the doors of the containers, but he was opening them on the road and driving them in. Because he likes to park very nice and tight up against the side. And I'm like, I have issues with uh, this in more than one way. Yeah. You can't secure that container door. And so my product could be damaged because it could swing. Yep. Uh, the product inside the container could be damaged because it could fall out because it's not secured because you've opened the freaking doors. <laughs> you shouldn't be doing that on the road because then the vehicle is in movement, which could also allow it to fall out because you've opened the doors. mm mm-hmm. Um, and then he argues at me over the induction sign-in because he doesn't know how to use a computer.
1: I can't. I can't even with inductions. I can't. <laughs> but I have a card. Yeah, but it's not working at the moment, so I just need you to fill out a paper copy. <laughs> yes, but I've got a card. Mm-hmm. I hear what you're saying, but the card won't do anything because the
0: particular thing that needs to scan the, the particular card... thing that should there be an emergency will tell me who's on site and where. <laughs>
1: Is it's not, not working. working. So the car doesn't matter. Please just... Anyway, that's a bugbear of mine. <laughs> <laughs> not
0: one that you need to worry about, so not sure anymore. No, that's no, fine. it's
1: fine. Um, but, yeah, even um, just thinking about another incident uh, with one of our drivers, uh, leaving curtains
0: open on the motorway and going through tunnels. Yes. Yes. See, that, that particular driver did um, apologise for that and then... Thoroughly chastised himself. There was very little that we really needed. Yeah, to like he, he, he felt yeah, he, he felt knew. mortified yeah. when he realised what he'd done. But yes, yes, there's um you should always be double checking your your truck and your trailer. Not just not just that the outer curtains and such have been properly restrained, but yeah. the, the load itself. Like I'm I'm baffled when I have drivers come in and they're like, I don't know what I've got on board. How do you know what you've got on board yeah Mm -hmm. you you are responsible for that load under the chain of responsibility you are responsible for that load when you are in control of that vehicle yes you need to know what is on board your truck yeah like should there be an incident you need to be able to advise the responders Mm -hmm. that you're a not carrying dangerous goods b are carrying dangerous goods and c is there something on there that's extremely flammable either way it yeah. could cause this to become a, oh, I don't know, fireball? Mm. Or suppress the fire itself? Yeah. Like, I just, it boggles my mind how little care people take. Mm. And then I have drivers that are like, oh, do I restrain here? Or do I have to go out on the road and do it? You restrain your truck before you move it anywhere, buddy. Like, mm. I've had that question at multiple work sites. Yeah. And it... Every time they ask me that, I'm like, how long have you been driving for?
1: I wonder whether people, some people uh, say in either your role or like the site or plant manager or, you know, the top person for that site goes, I oh, don't worry about it. Just get out. Like, let's get moving. We haven't got enough time. Get out into the street. And do it. like." But you have to do some, it anyway. Some people are laxed. Yeah, but. It, you know. It- you you have to, A, you have to do it anyway. Oh, absolutely. And B, wouldn't, it take, wouldn't, you it, that. wouldn't no. it take
0: more time? Because then you've got to get in the truck, start the truck up, yeah. move the truck out of the way, and then you've yeah. got to get out of the truck and start pulling everything out and that. Just, sure. Just, wherever you've been loaded, strap it down. Yeah. Secure the load wherever you are before you get back in the truck. Because, you know, people... And I, secure it properly. You don't leave freaking straps flying in oh, the face of the car
1: next to you. Good God. Yes. <laughs> Please stop doing that. Um even, you know, uh, the humble Ute oh. that we know and love.
0: <laughs> Your favorite from our um, previous episode with the Ute. You would you would have preferred a Ute show up rather than that convertible. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um but strapping
1: of ladders. The amount of ladders that are on the M1 at any given time from
0: a ute not strapping a ladder down which is I, frightening. Yeah, and I don't understand that. Because you, you can't – I mean, yeah, you have to counter-tie them or you have to have – you, you specialise like, the way that you do your jockey straps to make sure that it's not going to go anywhere. But yeah. surely, as the person who owns that ladder, you don't want to have to go and buy another one because you don't know where you lost it on the highway. Yeah, and then it, it impedes not
1: just that lane – but everyone, you know, because then it becomes like a dangerous tactic to avoid. So people freak out because you don't see it. You might get a little um, blast on one of the signs. There. If someone's reported it. Yeah, if someone's reported it. Um, a ladder or an obstruction on the highway. But generally, you're just going along and then, oh, there
0: there's it is. a ladder.
1: And you're trying to avoid it. But then, and you're trying to avoid it, you might clip someone else because you're trying to move out of the way. Um, I've had a few things strike my car.
0: Uh, oh yeah, I have, I'm sure you have too. I've I've lost one of my um, you know the 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 weather protectors that go over the top of your car, yeah. Your car windows. Yeah, I lost the passenger side one when a chunk of concrete came off the back of a concrete oh, yeah. truck. Yep, and just hit the side of my car. And luckily, that was the only damage it did. But yeah, my entire weather protector was just ripped off the side of my car. Wow. And that's the thing, you know, if you don't strap
1: down, you don't strap properly, or you don't strap at all things bad things happen bad uh, bad things happen
0: and that's not to say that it's i mean there are certain trucks that have methods other than strapping that oh, are sure. required. like yeah you yeah. have you have the tipper trucks that have the hydraulics in the back right um yeah. now they tend to not need to strap down because they have the tarp that pulls over the top yeah um and that's all well and good i do however remember having to travel through after one lost its hydraulics control and dumped chicken guts all over the motorway.
1: Yeah. I remember that too.
0: <sighs> still, yep. still turns my stomach because it was in the middle of summer Yeah, and it stank. And they, they had to put a mixture of um, sand and sawdust down on the road to absorb all of the oil and grease from the chicken guts. Yeah. It was just foul. Yeah. Just absolutely feral.
1: And it's also an environmental um, disaster.
0: Yeah. depending de- i mean luckily it wasn't near
1: a waterway but yeah, yeah. um chicken guts going into an ecosystem or down a drain or seeping into any sort of soil or anything that's that's and the amount of tonnage that would have come out onto the onto the road um oh yeah it was quite, uh, it would have been clean quite up and the smell um that would have affected everybody not just on the day but like throughout that clean up and afterwards and everything. Oh man, um, layers upon layers of like hazards to everybody involved in surrounding areas.
0: Did, uh, not yeah. Not to mention the, the traffic hazard of everyone being because it it happened. And I think um, happened on the Pacific Motorway mm-hmm. near Eight Mile Plains. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I think I was getting on um, near Kingston Smith Drive, and it was already backed up past. Wow. That.
1: <laughs> wow. Yeah. So
0: it was like, um, yeah, it, it, yeah, and and I mean, it happened hours before I needed to get on. That's how long the cleanup took mm-hmm. because they had to shovel the chicken guts off the gr- off. Like, wow. a, they had to, gonna... yeah, they had they had to fix the trailer and make sure that everything was sealed again and that yep. the hydraulics had been repaired yep. before he could move off. Yeah. Um, they then had to shovel up all of the yep. gunk. And then some sort of um, Fix the cars that had Yeah. Grease planed instead of aquaplaned, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there were a few that had you know, hit a um hit the pile of the guts. pile of guts and mm. oh gross. Um <laughs> but yeah, the they'd had to actually close most of the lanes of that section of highway for a yeah. while to make sure that it was all cleaned up properly before they released it. And by the yeah. time I got on it was just bonkers. Yeah. Bumper to bumper for, I think it was a good, what, 20 or so K? Yeah, I
1: remember hearing that. I wasn't in that, thank goodness. I was. It
0: smelled feral. (laughs) And I
1: came through hours after it was cleaned up. I am so glad I didn't. Um, I have been caught um, behind, it was probably a couple of years ago now, um, a fuel tanker lost control and then fuel went over a, a whole four lanes near Yatla. Um, and it was just like across the the, the four lanes, the, the tanker, that would have been frightening for the um, truck driver. Um, mm. I, I, I don't know if someone can correct me or remember, um, but I don't know whether someone clipped or cut that person off <laughs> <laughs> um, for that to have happened because it just it wasn't good. And, it, you know, here's me finishing work at Yatla. Do, 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 do. Come on just to the exit to like the on ramp and we stand still. And
0: I thought, oh, you know, we I've were to... like that. It was it was the on ramp, yeah, think it was, it was Drive on ramp. And I was already at a stop, and I was like, it's taken me half an hour just to go from the bottom of the on ramp to the top of the on ramp. Yeah, this is gonna be
1: hell. Yeah, <laughs> um, and I mean, emergency crews are quick and that they're quick to all these events, but it just takes so long. And fuel being on the motorway, like everywhere. You know, and checking the guy's okay and he needed an ambulance and the police and then finally one lane opened up and I'm sure that's what sort of happened once you got on the highway and everything. Um, But the amount of sawdust and the amount of just clean up that was required for that one tanker that lost all its load in that particular thing and the
0: risk of fire. Uh, Which is why they would have closed the lanes to get as much cleaned up as possible. Yeah, because you have you have the cars going over it, and one wrong spark from a backfire. Yeah, so um, that I think that was six hours, almost a whole shift,
1: another shift, just waiting. And I mean, I was so waiting. The time
0: you got stuck in the car park. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> they cannot um. fix the boom
0: gate.
1: <laughs> yeah, what is that about? Okay, um, anyway. That. <laughs> uh yeah but like I was winging it that day with fuel too myself like I thought oh no I've got a 20 minute drive not far from home I'll fuel up when I get home Uh and I just keep looking at the time and then looking at the e and then looking at the time and then looking at the I made it home but just just (laughs) it was it was I thought there's nowhere to go I can't even turn off I can't get out of this I'm in the weight um but the amount of cleanup and the amount of aftermath that goes with an event like that is huge oh yeah not just for the emergency crews but for the company the truck driver yep. the families everyone affected oh, yeah. traffic
0: you know uh yeah the whole thing yeah and and restraining loads is one of the big things that you get a lot of focus on in, in our industry mm-hmm. unrestrained loads is, is like a leading cause of damage to not just other vehicles but to the yep. vehicles of the transport company themselves, things whopping around inside the trailers can cause all sorts of issues. It can cause problems like in, um, refrigerated trailers. It can cause problems to the, um, conduiting inside. It can cause problems to the venting, all sorts of stuff. Um, yeah. but then you have lost loads. Like you drive highways and you see shit on the side of the road and you're like, where'd that come from? Yeah. Well, it could be someone dumping shit. It could also be someone who's just not restrained to their load properly. Yeah. Um, and it's it doesn't matter the size of the vehicle, mm. unrestrained loads in your car, in your in your little two seater hatchback. Your compatible all, <laughs> compatible <laughs> all the way up to the massive heavy hauler specialized built trailers yeah. is always going to be a problem. Yeah. But um moving on from, from those sort of things. Um, <laughs> we we take a little bit of a new route. That's <laughs> had no accidents. It's had no accidents or incidents. Um, I think with with like the the driver behaviour and the forky behaviour and things on site, if you have a driver and a forky who are butting heads while they're trying to load or unload a truck, yeah. you're going to have a lot of problems yeah. trying to get that done safely. Yes. And I, I think at the end of the day, in those sort of cases, there are certain companies, like a lot of the steel companies, mm-hmm. have a no driver in vehicle policy. mm mm-hmm. Um in those particular companies, I know there's a lot of, of, of um steel companies that actually load via overhead crane. Yep. Which is where that policy came from. Is that they didn't want the driver in the vehicle in case the crane dropped the load unexpectedly and mm-hmm. thereby crushing whoever was below it. Yeah. And so while the cr- crane was in operation, the driver had to be out of the cab and on the upper walkway. Which, you know, a lot of them are like, Oh, but then I've got to go all the way down and it takes forever to strike down be when in I'm the done. So that that's the exclusion. Zone. That's where you need to go. <laughs> so over there, go wait. So um, yeah, but there's a lot of them these days that are just like no drivers near the load. Not, like while well, the forklift is in operation, no drivers near the truck. Mm. You can come in when the forklift's not there and you can start strapping down. But as soon as the forklift is on the return, get lost. Yeah, get back to your to your driver weight zone. Um, what do they call them? Driver weight zones. Safe zones, driver zones, like they have got all sorts of different names for yeah. them these days. But At the end of day, the days where they, they wait safe. Yeah. Yeah. They have to they have to be away. It's not even they, a lot of sites don't even have the three-meter rule anymore. It's just a case of like they do, but it's for their workers. The driver of the vehicle must be in a specialized zone away from the truck. Yeah. And then once the truck has dropped its load, like the forky has dropped the load onto the back of the truck and moves away then the driver can come in and restrain him. Yeah. But they don't want him. No. And it's it's an ongoing battle because the drivers, especially ones that are paid for the kilometre, yeah, don't want to wait for him. As soon as it's on board, they want to be strapping down so that they can move on. And so they'll be working on the A trailer while he's loading the B trailer or vice versa. Yeah, and yeah. it's like, you're not allowed to be there. You need yeah. to... Well, I've got to get on the road. Mm. I understand, but you're not allowed to be there. Yeah. Yes. And so you just you just end up in a few more fights. Funny <laughs> this see industry. this blue suit? <laughs> Put it on! <laughs> oh my god, the, oh. Amount, the amount of fighting that you get in this industry though. Mm. Because I honestly, I think that that's why I, I have become such a competitive person. <laughs> 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 I spend my entire time arguing with men that are twice my age and half my brain cells. Mm. No, I don't mean that. Just twice my age. Here's what at (laughs) you, Jim, whoever you are. We'll bring Jim back in. Look, that show had a really annoying Jim, okay? (laughs) I'm going to do this. Because I've been
1: talking for an hour. (laughs) And just say, well done. That was very informative.
0: Was it? I think it was. Well, if anyone has any um, questions or suggestions or... What what they want to hear more of what, or less what you of. What would like to hear next. Oh, yeah. True. Next. Give us some topics. Give, give us a some listener. stories. We would, I would love to have a, a section of the show, like maybe the last 10 or 15 minutes or so. Yeah. Where we just like talk about people's stories. stories? Yeah. Like what they've sent in. Like what they've sent in. Yes. So I'd love that too. We would love to do that. So um, don't forget to follow us on our Instagram. Yes. Um, We have listed in the notes our Instagram handle and we have also listed in our email. Yes. So don't forget to chuck us a follow on Instagram. We're not on any other social media at this stage, except we are on YouTube. Yes, we are. If you're watching the video version, you already know that.
1: Yeah. If you're looking at us, that's where you're seeing us. it'd be (laughs) really weird if you saw us somewhere else. That'd be weird. I think that's a bit stalkery. (laughs) Except maybe Instagram. (laughs) Yeah. But like, you know what I'm saying. (laughs) Um, but yes, if you're a more visual person like me, um, I do like watching um, YouTube podcasts. Uh, I was, I mean, hearing them as well in the car and whatever. But um, yes, do follow us. We'll keep you updated. Um, and for our dear listeners that have been on to us about <laughs> more episodes, Troy, here's Christy, more Kyla. episodes. <laughs> love-
0: Apparently, we had more than one. <laughs>
1: um yes so please enjoy uh and just yeah tell us tell us what you want to hear more about um, we'd love to hear from you we'd love to uh keep going mm, and tell us some of your scary near misses scary incidents um
0: hey look, if you if you're um if you've been around trucks if you're working in the industry tell us about some of those um terrifying word restraint stories that you've all got
1: yes yes um or truck versus car mm. uh sorts of things I would, um, I would
0: love to hear some more forklift stories.
1: Forklifts, yes, that's, that's again, They're terrifying.
0: Okay. They're terrifying. Um, Maybe next episode, I'll tell you how one nearly killed me.
1: Oh, that's a like cliffhanger thing. Ooh. Like you're sitting up. I want to see how you
0: nearly died. <laughs>
1: She's still alive. This is Taja. She's here with me, not in ghost form. Um, (laughs) That would be cool. That would be cool, (laughs) wouldn't it? Uh, A whole nother, like, paranormal safety (laughs) logistics podcast. That's a whole different podcast. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. (laughs) Um, So with that, thanks for listening. And we will see you and, well, you will hear us next time. You'll see us. We won't see you. Well, we might in the comments.
1: Yes, but we won't actually visually see them. Like, in the like us alright
0: party people
1: <laughs> <laughs> alright well till next time bye thanks for everyone. listening bye